Hello fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is the 40 and 20 podcast with your hosts Andrew and my good friend Everett. Here we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? I'm super. Uh, I'm just so, I'm, yeah, you know, I'm, uh, I'm so frustrated. I'm so done with COVID, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the same way. I, I'm, I'm ready to eradicate this, some bitch. Uh, y- yeah. I, I mean, you know, here we are. Here we are just enjoying life and recording and drinking. I'm drinking, uh, the whole bottle. Uh, the whole bottle. I'm drinking this terrible Irish whiskey mm. called Proper 12. This I've, is I've never even seen that bottle before. This is uh Irish whiskey that is l- labeled by marketed by um Conor McGregor. Oh. Uh. Um and y- you know it's Irish whiskey, right? Which isn't really Which my is, jam anyway. In fairness, Irish whiskey is sort of Irish whiskey. Yeah. Right, like <laughs> That's like right. Bushmills and Jameson. I understand there's like a Protestant Catholic kind of dispute there between the two but um they're about the same grade yeah and and, you know i think that if you're into it you might you might have some irish whiskey opinions or whatever but by and large you're 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 you nailed it you're getting some sweetness Um, you're getting some hot that's what you want but but here we are we're drinking whiskey you're drinking beer we're recording we're talking about watches and i'm I'm uh, drinking a ninkasi variety pack that just got released oh interesting um and this is a total domination mount hood so they read they they did a play on total domination to make it a northwest ipa oh nice called the mount it's called mount hood and it is very good 81 ibus 6.7 percent abv uh super dark hoppy flavors like berry and like earthy i like it yeah i like that kind of blueberry and blackberry flavors in there and yeah sweet so that's what i'm working on total domination's good uh total domination's good and nikazi does a good job with just sort of sticking with what they're good at and doing it in different ways i had their uh their peach made in the shade the other day uh which is kind of like a summer summer pale ale or summer Mm -hmm. ipa i think is what they call it and uh like yeah this is good this is a nice sort of variation on a beer that i know very well i think the beer that they did best my favorite beer that's ever come out of their brewery is lux they did a german series and it was i don't remember how long ago it was but they had a a german pills that was phenomenal pilsners are typically like a pilsner is a pilsner yeah a little bit boring but it was so good it's the best thing that's ever come out of their brewery and it was this weird like limited duration run that they did that was terribly marketed and was here and gone in a flash you know that's how the that's how the really cool beers are sometimes they're they're weird and different and they they don't get the traction that they maybe deserve. There's a, a brewery I don't even know where the brewery is. You might know no lie no library, N O L I. 
Mm-mm. I'm unfamiliar. Yeah. I think it's no lie. They made a few years back. Well, this has been. Oh gosh, I think I was a I was a baby lawyer when I was still bartending at night. Uh, when this beer came out, so lawyer during the day, bartender at night when this beer came out, and uh, they made a Heffa Pills, uh, which was sort Ooh. of a a wheat a cereal grain slash wheat pilsner. It's one of my favorite beers that's ever existed. But they only did a a draft run of this, and they just did it in a single season. And I would tell people about this beer. They say, "Oh, anything interesting?" I say, "Oh yeah, I've got this no lie beer, this no lie Heffa pills, and it tastes like cereal grains." And people would be like, "That sounds bad." It's not. It's oh, phenomenal. No. Super, super malty beers can be really, really good. Uh, I've yeah. seen these cans before. They're out of Spokane. Uh-huh. Uh, their yeah, branding is just is really bad in that you can't tell that no lie is the brand name. Oh yeah, sure. It's terrible, terrible branding on their cans. It's like their their brand name is a just like a really small script on the uh, angled part of a twelve ounce can. <laughs> so it's like what quarter, two thirds inch. Yeah, like two thirds inch of script, and it's it's really nondescript font. the The branding is all in the name of the beer. Which the the logos are cool, the design is really cool in all the cans, but the you can't tell what 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 made brand it, it is, and, and then yeah. you don't, and then you don't get any sort of relationship with the with the brand. So uh, anyway, yeah, sort of flash in the pan, but it, they made that really special beer that that Hefe Pills, which also a pilsner. That's why that's what what brought it to mind. But I'm this intrigued. Was many many years ago, and I don't think you could find that stuff. We'll see. I found a 10-year-old can of Bush Light under a cooler rack one time. Yeah? And I asked them if I could have it. And they were like, yeah, you can have that. And I brought it back to the office and kept it cold. And we drank it on a Friday. Uh-huh. And it still tasted like Bush Light. But for the bottom probably ounce of that 12-ounce can, it was kind of sedimenty. But the rest oh, sure. of it tasted like Bush Light. It was you amazing. know, I, I bet if you had turned it upside down... And if you had just turned the can upside down for a few hours, oh yeah, you you wouldn't have even noticed. Yeah, that's funny. So it happens. You keep beer cold and dark, it stays yeah. good. And an yeah. IPA would not have re- retained its flavor. What I found is IPAs about six months after their expiration date, you lose a lot of the acidity in the hops. It just kind of mellows out, and it drinks a lot more like a pale. But right. about everything else, you're not losing anything six to twelve months after its expiration. Well, and anything sort of small batch brewed and not sort of heavily filtered, you, you know, or even brewed at, you, you know, ale temperatures, anything like that, you're going to have just a lot more solids in the beer, too. And that those the separation of those solids is going to is going to alter the, the flavor. Yep. So we're talking about watches a little bit. Can I talk can about we, something first? I, we, we got some things to talk about first. I mean, if you have, you have three things to talk about first, <laughs> at least two, three. All right, go do it. You have oh, three. I just have you, the one. You want me to go first because I have more things than you. Yeah. Like, like Christmas presents. Yeah. You have more presents. You open first. Yeah. And we can't alternate. I got a new, I got a new watch. A new watch. I got a new watch. So, so first I, I'm staring at a, uh, at a Casio. 
a Casio Ooh, watch. Okay. A watch by the Casio company. So this is an Casio F84 W. I got a Casio F84W, and you may say, Everett, what's a Casio F84W? A Casio F84W is an F91W. What's the difference? Which is a little different. (laughs) That's it. It's just a little different. Uh, So as we know, the F91W is this ubiquitous. I think it probably is the number one selling watch in the world every year, year in, year out. I'm guessing at that. I don't know that for sure, but that would be my guess. I'm going to look right now. Um, The F84W is the same module, very similar aesthetically, a little bit more sort of uh, trapezoidal case, Um, but it is essentially an f91w that's made for the japanese domestic markets it's got an it's got a lug actual lugs on this versus the f91 which has sort of hooded lugs yeah it's it's got um it's probably just a touch smaller maybe just a fraction of a millimeter smaller and and the the band the band is is significantly smaller it's it's a very steeply tapering band i have calipers but i'm not going to get them out i'm guessing that it's a about 12 millimeters maybe 11 millimeters at the tapered portion um so this this on the wikipedia is showing mm-hmm. me that it's just a variant of the f91 but it's similar to the 1987 variety with lugs instead of a hooded lug yeah yeah that's right yeah it's cool man it also hasn't been used in as many uh terror attacks right (laughs) i think that it is slightly more water resistant i think that it's slightly more water resistant um although you wouldn't know that by looking at it but based on my reading it's slightly more water resistant and it's just different i I just i honestly just got it because it's different in fact there's a little story i my kids wanted watches and I had showed West a picture of the F91. He was like, yeah, that's cool. I want it. Uh, my son, West, seven-year-old son. And Betty had picked a small, a diminutive Casio 300 quartz. And so I bought Betty hers. And then I started looking at F91s and just kind of thinking about it. And I found this F84. And so I ordered the F84 for him. And um, as as <laughs> I was sitting there... I was like, you know, that's pretty cool. That F84 is pretty cool. Maybe I just order him an F91 because he's going to lose this thing in like Six I weeks. give I, I was going to give him 30 days, Andrew. Uh hmm. you, you know, he's going to lose it very quickly. And and that's okay and I want that to be okay. I don't want that to be a a big deal, right? No, it's Which a is $9 I, watch. That's right. That's right. So um, I, I don't want him to think it's okay to lose it, but I also, when he actually does lose it because he's bound to, I don't want it to be a big deal. Same with Betty's, same mm-hmm. with Betty's watch. Hers was, I think, 13, so spend a little bit more on her. That's getting expensive. <laughs> hey, press the right button on your Casio and hold it for three seconds. Okay, it says Casio. Isn't that cool? That is cool. <laughs> I thought something fucking cool was gonna happen. I mean, that is cool. That what? What do you mean? Some well, what else could have happened on a black and white screen? 
Oh, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Like it would have read like eight zero zero eight five across the screen. Come on, yes, exactly. That's what I thought might was going to happen. <laughs> that'd have been that'd be really cool. Yeah, I'm going to make a counterfeit cool. Casio module, and that's what it's going to do. The only difference is going to be that it says eight zero zero eight five rather than Casio. You, you know, I bet if you were smart enough, you could hack this to do that. I'm not. To, instead of saying Casio, to say boobs. I'm, but I'm not smart enough to do that. You're not certainly. Um. So yeah, I I got this I got this new Casio. It's an F84W. It's neat. It's fun. It's different. I'm going to stick it on a NATO. I I I haven't picked the NATO for it. I think just I'm, a straight black. I've got a straight black NATO uh because it came on the other watch that I got today. Uh-oh. It's a cheapy black NATO that came on this watch. I I might put that that on the F84. I haven't decided. I think I might want to go like uber high end on my NATO for this. I think I might do like a, I don't know. It's too bad it doesn't have 20 yet. millimeter lugs because I feel like the Omega, I know. <laughs> the, the speedy NATO would be perfect on that. <laughs> I, I'm thinking maybe not that high end, but I'm thinking like $50 NATO for this thing. I like it. I haven't, I haven't decided what. I, I want it to be thin. I'm, um, Blue Shark has their premium ultra super duper thin. I can't remember what the I think I might mm. do that. Um mm-hmm. something like that. But I want to do one of the I, moose strap codes would probably be really nice on that. I've got a moose strap code. They're they're thin, they're they're thin yeah. premium is is pretty nice too. So that's that's also an option. Yeah, something like that though. I'm gonna go I, I I'm sort of thinking I want it to be ridiculously if it's expensive like my strap the strap was four times as much as this watch <laughs> yeah because typically it's just the opposite yeah that's right yeah that's right you know we buy these nice watches and then put them on a cheapest nato strap right <laughs> um so the other watch i got the other watch i got that came on the cheap black nato uh which it's no longer on is i got a pulsar g10 we talked about it last week right we did i got my pulsar g10 in and andrew it's really neat I believe it's you. Really I don't like the I don't like the strap you have it on though. Well, you know, so I have it on that um Perlon strap, which I know you don't like, and I don't really like them either, but it's so light and so small. I stuck it on, in fact, we we're just talking about Moose Strapco. I stuck it on Moose Strapco's Ultra Premium. I can't remember what they call it. Um, but they've got like a very nice high end. You gotta get a look at it. Th- their sort of top of the line NATOs are next level high quality they've got like stitched ends and on on uh, strapco yeah what are they called uh i don't know you'll be able to see if you look at the options it's like super duper uber high end whatever whatever the name is so the premium stretch no what are their options premium plus maybe premium plus so there's premium oh hang on yeah, pre- premium, slim, and plus. Yeah, I think it's the premium plus. The premium um, stretch looks pretty money. I put this thing, so I put this pulser on the premium plus strap as soon as it came in, and I was like, you know, that's just too much strap for this watch because it's tiny. Is it? What's the it? What's the size on it? I think it's like 36 and a half millimeters diameter. Um it's got sort of longish lugs. I don't know what the lug to lug is. I'm guessing 46, 45 or 46. Uh so so relatively it's kind of a long watch. With that said, it's not objectively it, long at all. It's relatively long to the 36 though. I mean, yes. Yeah. That's right. It is paper thin. Oh my goodness. 
paper thin. Um, it has fixed lugs, uh, fixed fixed bars, lug, yeah. lug retention bars. Um, I I plugged in on that premium plus from the strap company, and I was like, you know, this is just too much strap. So I I got out this um perlon this ulet uh perlon that i don't really like and don't wear very much and stuck it in there and it was it just felt like a better match mm. it felt like a better match to me because it's such a a tiny diminutive watch a light diminutive watch that i stuck it on this thing and it was like oh yeah that's 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 a closer fit so i haven't decided what i'm going to do for strap long term i the idea of this thing in getting this thing was because it's got fixed bars, I don't have to worry about putting a bracelet on it. I don't have to put a, worry about putting leather on it. I'd probably just change the NATO every time I wear it. Yeah. Yeah. Until you find the right one. I don't even think I'm going to worry about the right one. There's no right one. I'm, I know I'm going to... I think when when we're done here, I'm going to put it on Darren Zulu Alpha. Ooh, um, I was thinking that would be a good fit for it. it you know certainly aesthetically it's a good a good fit you know spiritually it's a good fit british yeah. uh british military strap company british military watch uh and yours was an issue one right you you got the you got a british issue 2013 like a 9913 yes, that's right yeah so it's a p38 or a eight it yes 8845-99 and then the year code is 13 so british military issue 2013 manufacturer that's cool it's neat dude i really dig it we'll get some pictures on the instagram uh probably by the time you're hearing this you'll have already seen at least one or two pictures of it uh it, it's fun i i think that i went on my run with this thing on today yeah what's the water resistance on them it it is not mentioned Ooh. it is it is not referenced so um nowhere does it Nowhere does it claim a figure. It does say on the back, quote unquote, water resist and <laughs> water resistant. Uh, I have, I have in my sort of meanderings, internet meanderings related to this watch, come to, to estimates of 30 meters. Mm-hmm. So a three atmosphere watch, uh, that probably is accurate. Maybe 15, 20, something like that. They're, they're not advertising it. Um, but in my conversations with Dan C, who, who we've had on the show before and who we're big, huge fans of, um, he's like, look, dude, this is an issue watch. I've never seen one break. Guys hump with this. They actually wear it. You know, unlike in the United States military, people actually do get issued these occasionally. Um, and and they wear them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and they're not breaking. He's like, it is what it is. You're, you know, it's it's not a screw down crown. It's just a push pull crown. But I have, I just am not concerned about it at all. I'm probably gonna lubricate the the crown gaskets, lubricate the back gasket, and I'm just gonna wear it. Yeah. Because worst case scenario, Andrew, um, is you you break an, a watch that was designed to be broken. Yeah, that's right. Worst case scenario, or you know, I think I can find movements for these. If I need to replace the movement, I just replace the movement. Um, but yeah, so two new watches today. What a day! This afternoon, what I had a day. four. I had four brand new watches sitting on the table today. What a day! <laughs> I did not. I have I have bad watch news. I know. Tell me, my date wheel on my Mako is slipped. Mm. I went to put it on today. And adjust the day because the day is fine, but the date is not. 
And it gave me the crunchies. I wonder if it's just, I wonder if it's just lifted. That's what I think. So we're going to need to mask up and sit down and crack this bitch open. But I think since we have it open, I'm going to, we're going to wait to fix it. And I'm going to start finding some Mako mod parts. I know what are there's you a, thinking? so so I'm thinking since since we're gonna have it open I know mm-hmm. I I know for sure that there are that there are bezel inserts that are available yes, yes. and I'm pretty confident we can find a new dial and hands because if we're gonna have it open we might as well right mm-hmm. if, if we're gonna do this let's let's do it all the way you want to change the dial on it I th- if we're gonna have it open we might as well okay okay so I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the hunt for a dial. And some new hands uh-huh. and a new bezel insert. And we're just gonna go all the way. When we fix this how thing, a new, how about a new bezel? Uh, yeah. I mean, one of the things I really like about the Mako though is that bezel. Mm-hmm. I don't want i I just think the bezel the bezel is so perfectly proportioned to the case. Did you call it a bezel? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I just think it's so perfectly proportioned to the case that I'm hesitant yeah. to change the bezel. But I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna do some hunting around, and and see. Because if we're gonna crack it open, I'm not tired of the watch. I still love it. Yeah. But I think it's probably time. Cool, man. Time to freshen it up. That's exciting. So we'll crack it open. I don't think it, it's it's not the movement. I think that I think it's just slipped for some reason, or it's dirty because apparently people clean their watches. Yeah, well. Uh, but in, it's in serious. I mean, it's it's been through. It's been in sand. It's been in pools. It's been in. It's been in a whole bunch of places. It wouldn't shock me. It doesn't get banged around, dropped, thrown. But there, there's obviously something wrong. You know, I think yeah. I mean, I think that that just it just happens yeah. too with these watches. Sometimes these wheels slip. So yeah, that's that's a exciting that you're now thinking about mods. Um. I went to buy some mod stuff for my SNK mm-hmm. to do a domed sapphire, polish it up, buy a new dial and hands. Everyone who's selling mod parts is basically not shipping because yeah. their supply chains are a disaster. Yeah, that's right. So that's going to have to be put on hold until after COVID, which which is also means that the Mako will, will be on hold until supply chains are back up and running. Can we Cerakote your SNK? How how would we do? I don't know how to Cerakote. Well, I don't know. We'd have to send it to someone. <laughs> then no. <laughs> okay, I just I'm not going to send it out. If I can't do it myself, I'm not going to do it. I I would I would consider buying an SNK and sending it out to Cerakote it because that'd be cool as shit. Mm. Yeah, you, you know i'd like to do a cerakota watch someday you, you know the other the, the only thing about watch modding is I, i'm i'm typically not super happy with the end results i, I mean it's fun it's exciting you kind of get to make whatever you want but it, there's something about a branded watch that i like i, I don't know um I, I I haven't sorted these thoughts out. Maybe I'll just stop talking about. I it. mean, the SNK is is objectively better with even without the dome sapphire that you've added. It's objectively yeah. better with the polish and brush that you've added. I, I do like it a lot. 
Yeah. I do it, like it a lot. We, we were talking about it the other day. I mean, it, the SNK, when compared side by side to the mod that you've done, which is a relatively common mod, it looks like the SNK OEM is a kit watch that you get sent and are like, hey, finish it yourself. <laughs> it looks like this Pulsar is what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, I actually don't mind the blasted finish on the SNK, but uh, I'm I'm pretty happy with the mod. That's the one mod that I feel good about. I, I I'm glad I stopped with the case mods. I don't think I'd be happy if I went like full bore docks of hands or something on it. So I, I'm glad I stopped where I did. Yeah, I think so. I'm glad I did that. Um, do you want to talk about watches? Whew. Yeah, I, mean, I guess we've sort of been talking about watches, but we kind of have a topic, kind of. We can get into it, I guess. <laughs> so we're talking about that thick watch mm, with three that, C's. That thick, thick watch. Yeah, we're talking about. Uh, we're talking about really? case thickness today. And case thickness. What? Yes. Why? How? Does it matter? Does it Does not it matter? matter? Yeah. Why does it occur? We're talking about them thickies. Them them thicky thicks. Yeah. Yeah. With some meat on their bones. <laughs> We're gonna get in trouble if we don't actually just talk about watches here in a second. Nah. Uh, uh y- yeah. So we we didn't really um set each other with any limitations for how we were gonna approach this. And I think we both approached this in fairly different places to get started Mm -hmm. i think we ended up with at similar places but we found different stuff which is fun because sometimes we just find the same stuff when we when we go on these missions and i think today we found really different stuff and some of that was how we approached the research but um you, you know i think that the i think that the end result that we got to was the same in that maybe case thickness isn't what we thought it was yeah yeah that was my biggest takeaway you know i I think your article or not your article but your post is an interesting place to start off i I don't know it's like sort of starting the starting the movie with the last scene of the movie yeah and Um, then we'll we'll circle back and tell the story i think maybe yeah so so we're gonna we'll link to this in the show notes Everett will. He's doing show notes this week. That's not true. You do show notes. You're the show note guy. Oh, yeah, but you just volunteered. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> so this is a Watch You Seek forum thread. Mm-hmm. And I have not read anything beyond the initial thread or the initial post. Okay. So. Post is by Efritz. Efritz yep. uh, uh, has been on Watch You Seek for 100 years and has posted like nine Seven posts. Seven thousand and eighty-nine. Okay. Join date of June of two thousand thirteen. So that's is that a I mean I mean I don't I don't math good. Right. That's more than time. a post a day. Mm, is that right? Is it? Perhaps. Perhaps. He's 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 one of the guys though. He's one of the guys who posts very regular or 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 at least at some point was was posting very regularly. Yeah, that's three posts a day. <laughs> so he's got, probably gone on some rampages, but that is neither here nor there. So it's from Efritz. The thread is called Case Thickness. How much 
does it really matter? I'm not going to totally. It is. It's the most important thing, right? Case thickness is, is prominence. It's, and it's something you we need talk to be able to put on a, a dress shirt, Andrew. Yeah, we I, have to. And we we were talking about a watch. <laughs> I don't remember what watch it was, and the the thickness was like 15 millimeters, 15 and a half millimeters, and we were both poo pooing it. We're like, no, no, that's not gonna work. It's just too thick. Oh, the dimensions all seem <laughs> perfect. And then we came to find out that they... I wish everybody could see your face when you said that. That It didn't even occur to me that you could see my face. (laughs) (laughs) That was fantastic. Um, Okay, carry on. We were poo-pooing this watch. We're shitting all over this watch, which by all of their their measurements is a watch that we really like. The design's there. The colors are right. The other dimensions are perfect. And we're, we're just shitting all over it because of the case thickness and then come to find out they had just made an error on their website and it was oh. like a 13 millimeter <laughs> what was that ah uh, gosh i don't remember i think it was maybe was it the falcon the laurier Mm-mm. falcon no 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 it was uh it, it... <laughs> okay it'll come to you it'll no well to you. i'm gonna have to i'm gonna go back through the thread real quick but so so what this you read the article too let me let me search for this for this and well, you talk about the article so so the skinny is uh efforts takes a handful of watches i think six or seven or eight watches six. one of one of those numbers and and they're sort of cool watches right he's got a Polyat traveler 24 chrono he's got a steinhardt ocean titanium 500 uh this Nivrel good de la Sar. do you like that those are made up words and sounds <laughs> uh he's got a loco but i mean uh, a, this Genesis seminar watch, a Hamilton Jazzmaster automatic chronograph. So really sort of disparate thickness watches. Mm-hmm. Um, the thinnest being the Genesis, uh, the Nivrel uh, at, at 11.3. The Nivrel comes in at 12 and a half. And, and the, what's the big one? The Loco at 15.8 millimeters. Yep. And in what he does, what he does is he actually takes these watches and he puts them on his wrist like you do like when you he wear wears a watch. the watch right and then he takes a tape measure belgrano the new belgrano p- diver that's what we oh. were talking about oh continue so he takes a he takes a soft tape and he measures the full circumference wrapped around his wrist as the watch is worn and the results were interesting yes in that the dress watch was not the thinnest watch in total circumference around his wrist it was in fact thicker than the loco there was a greater circumference than the loco though the loco has a three millimeter thicker case and we're not talking about a huge difference. Less than less than a full millimeter of difference, a full centimeter, less than a full centimeter of difference in circumference mm-hmm. for the list of six watches. But basically within one centimeter of circumference for these watches. So the 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 thinnest, the Polyot Traveler 24 Chrono at 13.7 millimeters height. Had a circumference of twenty one, whereas the thickest, the Jazzmaster, which is uh, which is a beefy watch, fifteen point one yeah. millimeters, uh, twenty two point nine. So oh, uh, about know, two centimeters, uh, almost two centimeters. Yeah, yes, yes, that's right. Uh, 
but but you the results of this are all over the place. Yeah. It's a shotgun blast. Yeah. It's not at all what you would expect. So so what it comes down to is not just the case thickness or the the dome of the sapphire, but the lug length, the contour of the bezel, the way that the bracelet or strap interacts and flows off of that case the way the lugs curve all these things are the lug to lug everything factors mm -hmm. in all these things are super important in the way that watch rests on your wrist and and i think we think that case thickness though a component is no longer the a significant measurement in and of itself. It is when it plays with the rest within the context of the watch is relevant, but it, it doesn't carry as much weight for me anymore as say the case diameter or the lug to lug. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to temper, I'm going to temper for myself. Anyway, I'm going to temper your, uh, statement. I, I think it's still important, and, and and even sort of in going through this post, you you, you know, M- Mount Hood, the mountain in Oregon, the yeah. tall one. Mount Hood's impressive when you see it; it's impressive, but it's not particularly tall. No, it you know it's not particularly tall. There's no um, unnamed mountains in the Rockies taller than it. Y- yes, yes. Uh, Mount Hood was uh, notable because of its prominence. It's in a relatively low-lying area. It's not in a vast high mountain range. You you know, 40 miles west of Mount Hood, you're at sea level, right? So Mm -hmm. Mount Hood's notable because of its prominence, right? And and you see that with these watches, too. You, You know, you see that with these watches he's testing. Some of these watches have a shorter a shorter diameter, but then you look at it and you can see it sort of pooching up from the wrist or a shorter circumference, but but you can see its prominence. The prominence is still there and it's notable and aesthetically there's a thing happening there that that is not captured by this test. Right. And so I thought this was an interesting place to start because it's conclusive. It's conclusive. He even efforts even sort of makes some conclusions, and and we'll leave you to read the post yourself because we're not gonna. I'm at least not gonna ascribe to his findings, um, but it's interesting, right? Yeah. It's an in, the conversation is perhaps not what we thought it was. I I think that's the more important takeaway from this from this post. So thoughts on that. I accidentally clicked on the High Town Stars ad, and I almost ordered stars. <laughs> uh, All right. No, I, I, I just, I think this is an interesting place to begin our conversation. And I think I'm glad I yep. found this article. I'm glad someone has taken the time to put watches on their wrist and measure them, because only a weirdo would do that. Yeah, that's right. And only a total fucking nerd would do that. And here we are talking about it. And God bless you, Fritz, yeah. you total fucking nerd. Thank uh, you. So 
I, you know, I do did the thing we often do, which was sort of reached out to you guys via Instagram and said, hey, you know, what do you guys think about this? Do you have any thick watches you really like? And, and you know, I'm, I'm always amazed at the at the breadth of responses we get to that. We, we get we always get watches, right? Because I say, mm-hmm. hey, what's your favorite? What's your favorite watch? But but we get responses too. We actually get people sort of communicating with us outside the prompt, which is which is fantastic. And they're always asking for a follow, right? <laughs> um yeah that does happen uh one of the comments i got was from a good friend of ours and and a good friend of the show but nick harris from orion watches who is just as far as these things go you know nick is about uh the most knowledgeable guy that we talk to on a regular basis and he's just sort of uh really thoughtful about topics like this case thickness his response was I, I can't i'll read it at some point but something like none they disgust me and so i you know, of course <laughs> i reach out to him and I, like that made me laugh um you know but we sort of got down the rabbit hole on this and and nick's always been one of the one of our you know experts right one of our yeah. one of the people that we talk to when we need when we need to know something and, and kind of talking to him about you know say, hey let me pick your brain on this topic what what is th- what is this thing that happens why are some watches thinner some watches thicker um what's happening here and and nick being nick's fairly frank and he said you know yeah. i think the the biggest thing that happens and i'm going to paraphrase him uh, i'm not quoting him here but he, you know he basically said the biggest thing that happens at least in terms of micro brand or small batch watch production is a reliance on factories or OEMs to do your water resistance engineering. That that's maybe the most important function that's handed over to these watch manufacturers. And the results are nat- are a natural byproduct of outsourcing that quality control aspect because it makes no sense it makes no sense for a watch factory that's charging anything besides top dollar. It makes no sense for them to engineer a thin dive watch. If if you want a dive watch that's going to go down to 200 meters, 300 meters, 500 meters, the most cost-effective method for a factory to take in terms of designing that water resistance is brute force, right? Mm-hmm gasket thickness case back thickness crystal thickness barring like engineering re redesigning yes that's right that's right so what you get is by outsourcing some of those decisions or or by outsourcing water resistance capability you're putting that in the hands of the factory and and, and you're putting it in the hands of someone who is more inclined to say i can't get a case that thin to do what you want it to do than to actually just engineer a case that's as thin as you want it to do the thing you want it to do Mm -hmm. no no no, there's obviously going to be limitations but you know we've got we've got bulgari or or you know jlc or whoever that are designing very thin watches you can do it oftentimes I mean the Bulgari the you're getting uh the what's the super thin one they just released? It's like it's like ten point point eight millimeters. Yeah, it, it and it's got a hundred millimeters of water resistance. Right. Right. 
So it, it can be done, right? So so but by outsourcing that, you sort of give up uh you give up some of that some of that engineering capability. And look at the amphibia. The amphibia is twelve millimeters. Right. Right? And it's, right. it's not an, including the crystal, not including the right, crystal. and you can't include the crystal in that because the crystal could could theoretically be not domed if it were created in the modern era. But it's twelve millimeters. I'm not sure that's true. In the case of the in the case of the amphibia, I think that the water resistance relies on the shape of the crystal. Does it? I think it does. I could be wrong about that, and I'm certainly no engineer. But I think that that watch is designed very specifically the shapes the thicknesses and the tolerances on that watch are designed very specifically. Hmm. It is continuing. Even at, I think 14 and a half millimeters. It is a marvel. It's right? still, it's still thin for a dive watch. And, and they did, they did whatever Nethens or the, the thick boy watch of the month. They did something different than what those guys do. There, there's no brute force involved in what those Vostok engineers those beautiful fucking commies, bless them. Good old Soviet engineering. There's there's a thing that they did that's really beautiful, right? Which is which is very obvious to you and me as we sit here today because we've read about it, and, and probably you at home to a certain degree. Um, seems like it's a very obvious thing. They take the flex of that case and they use it to their advantage. Um, but but they really achieved a marvel. And there's people who have taken Vostoks to really ridiculous pressure depths the the engineering of that case is phenomenal so that is what taking your engineering in-house can do you can do phenomenal things now the the vostok amphibia is not a particularly thin watch no not 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 over in in the scheme of watches right in the scheme of divers it's it's on the thinner side yeah i think or at least it wears on the thinner side sure you know i i I want to maybe take a minute to sort of differentiate too, because I think that there's maybe a a couple ways. <coughs> hey, hey, we're recording a podcast. Oh, yeah, sorry, I got the COVID. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> there's there's a couple of things that I think we could talk about here, right? There's overall height. There's overall thickness, which that's the number that you're going to see in the details or technical specifications or whatever to your watch, you're going to see that overall case thickness, which is normally normally the measurement from the lowest point of the case back to the highest point of the crystal. If the mm-hmm. company, if the man, if the seller, manufacturer, or distributor is being honest, that's what it is. Um, but I don't know that that's always what we're talking about when we're talking about case thickness. And and the responses, the responses to our call out revealed that. You know, we've got lots of sort of responses that the Tudor watches, any number of Tudor watches are are thick watches. And some of them are thick. They're not particularly thick, but what they are is is slab sided. Mm-hmm. So so sometimes when we talk about a thick watch, we're talking about slab-sided watches. And sometimes we're talking about just an overall big dimension, right? Mm-hmm. Tudor Black Bays are really sort of famous for being prominently sided, slab-sided watches. And some of the watches we've had in, too, are similar in that way, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Brew is the one that I can think of most recently that we saw that has deliberately... Uh, slabby sides, right? Yeah, it's like a toaster it, sitting on your wrist. 
in which isn't to say that it's a particularly thick watch because it's not. <laughs> but the design aesthetic is there. It creates the illusion that it's a big chunk of steel sitting on your wrist. It's that Mount Hood, that Mount mm-hmm. Hood look. Yeah. And, and that compared to, you know, I think that the brew, we could look this up, but I'm not going to because I don't think it matters for our conversation. I think that the brew watch is probably about the same dimension, if not a little thinner than something like a Christopher Ward C65 Trident dive watch. Um, I, I imagine they're pretty close in dimension, but if you take those two and put them side by side, the brew is very sort of upright slab sided and Christopher Ward, what they've done with that, what they called their light, light catcher case, light bringer case, yeah. lightsaber, lightsaber case. case. That's the one. Yep. Uh, you know, they have taken that case side and really sort of shaved it at the edges in an aesthetically pleasing way, which isn't to say that the watch is thinner. That's just the appearance they've done. So we're not always talking about true dimensional bottom of the case back to top of the crystal dimension here. We're, there, there's a couple of considerations, right? Oh, interesting. Christopher Ward's website doesn't have the full dimensions available. Those dishonest motherfuckers. Chris, you... This will be going Lion. in your review. Cheating son of a bitch. <laughs> um, uh, curious. How, how thick is the brewer? Are you looking at the? So I'm looking. The, the master graph is ten point five thick, with a thirty eight millimeter th- width. Super thin. Yeah. Eleven millimeters thick on a on a chronograph. Right. And the retro. It's, it's a mecha quartz. It's a mecha quartz chronograph. The retrograph is ten point four. But Which I guarantee those dimensions are less than the C sixty five. I would think so. Yeah, I'd put I'd put a hundred bucks on it right now. Christopher Ward, put your profile widths. Oh, continuing. Yeah, so I mean, certain certain watches are just designed to be slab sided. Uh, the 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 watches I can think of, right? Tudor Black Bay Brew, also like the any sort of Flieger watches, right? Yeah, Flieger that, watches. That's their just, jam. That's the jam. Um, but then there's other watches. You know, I I think of like the Seamaster 300, which is actually just thick. I I I'm gonna say I think the Speedmaster is also but doesn't wear thick at all. Yeah. I don't think it's that thick. I think it's like 13. Yeah, but it doesn't. That's what I'm saying. But it's just slab sided. It's just the Speedmaster. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. It the I, I think the it, it seems less as you view it because of the size of the bezel. But if you there's a slight contour on the top of that case, but otherwise it just is a it's a straight cut of steel. Sure. Yeah, I actually really like the dimensions, but yeah, yeah, I think I understand what you're. I think I understand what you're saying. So uh, maybe that's that's sort of where we have to to sort of differentiate. W- what is it that we're trying to stay away from? Are we trying to stay away from the appearance of thickness? It, and and that is if you're trying to stay away from it. Are you trying to stay away from actual thickness, or are you trying to stay away from the appearance of thickness? And, and if you're trying to stay away from actual thickness, why? 
Why? Yeah. Why? What are you trying to achieve? Trying to get under my dress shirt. Uh, right. And when we look at Efret's post, I think that's where it becomes more, uh, uh, uh more tricky yeah. to nail that down. It becomes more tricky. So, what is it you're trying to do, and does it actually matter? Well, maybe, but but probably not in the way you think it does. No, because complications they don't necessarily add to thickness. You're gonna get any manner of complications in a in a relatively thin watch whether it be GMTs or Chronos or you're going to start to lose water resistance. Mm -hmm. But most everything's available and something that's going to fit under your dress shirt. And most everything based on efforts post is going to fit under your dress shirt. Or you just stitch your button a little bit further down though. If your dress shirt is so tight that you can't spare 15 millimeters you should probably consider a bigger shirt. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I like my I like my sleeves to fit, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. What did you find in your sort of research? What, what what did you find sort of the biggest obstacles to a thin quote unquote thin watch? So what what I what I was able to find, and and what I think it comes down to is affordability. You're mm. you're gonna get what you pay for. If you're looking in the affordables category, you're going to have a harder time finding extra thins that aren't F91s. <laughs> As I hold my because, F84 because to the camera. like you talked about earlier, the route that micros go is outsourcing these designs. The they, water resistance they, they, engineering. They, they create the design and they send it to a company and they say, make this happen. And the company comes back and they say, hey, man, you, you have sent us an impossible task at this price point. This is what we can do. And they agree to it because they're trying to they're trying to create a affordable product. Whereas these companies that have in-house engineers, maybe or maybe not in-house manufacturing they can do it all. They can create exactly what they set out to make. And you see it with Piget, Piget, mm-hmm. Piget, cr- Piget, Piget, creating. Yeah, no, I think it's Piaget. Oh, yeah, that's the one. Piaget. A two millimeter thick watch. Because they're doing it all in house. And they're setting out to break a record. It's doable. Right. But you're going right. to pay the... a fuck ton of money for it. That is a thing, right? I think that there is some degree of that happening here but but i also think that i also think that there's like actual just logistical considerations too right you you know chronographs right the the automatic particularly the automatic chronographs we just know it's very difficult to get an automatic chronograph below about 14 millimeters, you know, maybe 13 and a half, 14 millimeters total, total width, right? Mm-hmm. I think that the 7750, the 7750 movement, which is a fantastic movement, yeah. right? Uh, it's renowned. Which, um, and some people don't like it because it's thick, right? It's like eight millimeters. Yeah. Just the movement is eight millimeters. So then you, you want to add a crystal to it, probably. I should hope so most of the time you're probably also going to want to have some sort of case back 
and and you're gonna need to have hands too if it's at that point yeah thing mm-hmm. so all of a sudden we're at bare minimum 14 millimeters right mm-hmm. uh and and so that is your starting point and, that's and your that's, starting point in fairness there that's probably your most affordable thin chronograph movement automatic chronograph movement well, I wouldn't call it thin. There's nothing thin That's, about it's, it. But... It's probably in the in in the way of affordable and and thin. That's probably the, the where the two meet. It, I think it is maybe the most affordable automatic chronograph movement that you can find. I, I there may be some stuff from the ST nineteen oh one is. Well, it's a mechanical movement though. It's it's not, not full it, it, right, but it, yeah, okay, that's fair. And so, and so, you, you know, you've really to get significantly thinner. Now there are automatic movements, automatic chronographs that are move, that are that are thinner, and we see that the modular, like the ETA modular chronograph movements, mm-hmm. tend to be a little thinner, um, but they're a nightmare to work on, according to people who work on watches. We don't know don't anything know. about working on them, <laughs> besides with a hammer. Uh, that's right. They're a nightmare to work on. Nobody wants to work on them because it's just a bitch. Um, and, and so serviceability down the road becomes an issue. Um, price is an issue. Yeah. Just just to get started, price is an issue. To get to a truly sort of, a truly serviceable column wheel or even a cam actuated, non-modular, serviceable, easily serviceable movement, you wind up looking at like a Frederick PK eleven eighty five or or perhaps a El Primero or mm-hmm. these Rolex movements, you, you know, and, and these guys do a fantastic job of getting thin movements. You know, Rolex famously used the El Primero movement for a hundred years in the Daytona, and then you know just a few years ago switched over to the forty one their own forty one thirty caliber. Yeah, uh, but that. That process was like a five-year R&D process by one of the biggest watch R&D companies in in the world. With in-house right? engineer, in-house designers. That's what it comes down right. to. Right. You're not going to get it out of companies that are outsourcing their engineering and their manufacturing. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. And, and so you could spend... Uh, 10 11 grand on a Gay or uh, pidget. a 40 pidget or, or an el primero right I, I mean that's that's an option for you but but there's a cost to be had there there's a cost to be had there it, and you know what's the advantage what's I, the advantage we kind of started talking about this i think because of my 7750 chronograph movement that's part and of it yeah talking to folks about you know some few people are really sort of anti-7750 for this reason i don't get why because f fritz tells us there's more to it right don't fucking worry about it you're good there's more to it you're good and you know, and, and what we're talking about maybe is something different than actual thickness, because there's certainly watches that are very thick, right? You you look at big um, pilot, sure, big or pilot. the I, the Monte Triumph, 
Is that thick? Monta Triumph? It was just a slab. Slabby. So big. But, you know, you've got watches like the Marathon JSR, right? Which is uh, uh, the the tower, uh, the leaning tower of Pisa on your wrist. And SKX? SKX is relatively thick. Yeah, that's right. Tall, in, indeed. That's that's the right. It's word tall, it. and tall. I think that it's it's the bezel that really accentuates its tallness. It's like a like a tall lady wearing heels. This that Raven Deep Tech, the the twenty twenty Raven Deep Tech that came out twenty five hundred meters of water resistance. It's seventeen millimeters thick, you know, and, and it wears like a tower, right? So there are actually thick watches. We did reach out to you guys. Oh yeah. We did reach out to you guys. I think my suspicion in reaching out to the masses was people actually like thick watches. Because <laughs> they're good weekend yeah, I, watches. They wear nice. I, they feel like I, you got a watch on. Yes, that's right. Sometimes I don't want the thinnest watch I can find. Mm-mm. Sometimes I don't want the thickest watch I can find. Rather, what I want is... uh something that's fun to wear or that looks cool. And and sometimes, like you brought up the SKX just a minute ago, sometimes that is a thick watch. Yeah. A part of the reason I like the SKX is because I sit it on my wrist and, and I just enjoy the heck out of it. So um, we started this thing last week where we're kind of just blasting through some of your responses. Uh, and I'd like to do that again because I thought it was fun. So first... User, it tells the time. Love that guy. Great, great photos. Great feed. Uh, he says, none. Got to be thin or GTFO. Mm. Uh, I read a, a couple articles and, like that. Right. <laughs> that's it. That, that's it. Uh, a girl in her watches says, well, I just bought a Tudor Black Bay, so what can I say? Uh, you, you know, w- which sort of goes back to those, those black base, not particularly thick watches, but they don't do any, any Christopher Ward light catcher tricks, right? Mm-hmm. That That's what you see is what you get. Uh, which, which, so W-H-1-C-H, which W-4-T-C-H, which watch? Raven Solitude. Okay. Uh, which yeah, those are those are big watches, right? It's the solitude. I don't think is quite as thick as the as the deep tech, um, uh, but but still pretty thick. One hundred and twenty clicks. He says, "Sorry to be that guy that says Invicta, but my Grand Diver thirty forty eight comes in at seventeen millimeters thick, and that's a big watch. Those Grand Divers. I think two things about the Grand yeah. Divers. One, very cool, very cool. For I think that's the coolest Invicta, and I think it's cooler than the Pro Diver." But they're big. They're big watches. So this is... It always bothers me when I'm about to Google something we've just talked about. And it's the first... Like, I just start to type it, and it's just right there. (laughs) Google just fucking knows. It just does. Uh, So this is... I don't know how to pronounce this. Ballrackler? Ballracker? Yeah. B a l r a j k l e r. Yeah, that's a made up word. Uh, it, well, it might be a made up word, but he's he's been he's been around for a while. Sometimes I don't realize I know I don't know how to pronounce these things until I try to pronounce them. Uh, but this has been a listener for a long time. He comments frequently. I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce your Instagram handle. Seiko sixty one thirty sixty one thirty eight Kakume. Uh, and, and then he says legally obliged to add. Damn, he thick boy. Uh, 
It's true. That's a thick watch. Those old Seiko automatic chronographs, thick, dude. Oh, they are cool, sure. though. Very cool. Clothes have ruined me. Seiko turtle, true. That's a thick mm-hmm. watch. Uh, Krent KO. Clothes has, have ruined me? Yes, clothes have ruined me. He's got a great Instagram, by the way. Clothes have ruined me. He's like uh, sort of, uh, it's sort of, I would call it like a boho uh, fashion uh, page. Anyway. Good dude. Uh, cool page. Krent KL says Orient Neptune? Question mark. Yeah, Neptune's a thick watch. Yeah. I-, I like it though. So Jason dot watches. J A S I N dot watches. This is a watch I haven't heard of, and I had to look it up. But he says my Boston and Stewill Tourer Two is my favorite thick boy. It's not a particularly thick watch. I think it's only like fourteen and a half millimeters thick. Uh, I had never seen this company. I'd never seen the name. They seem like very cool mm. watches, though. It's an English or a UK company. Um, they're charging in pounds, so oh, they are charging. Interesting. It's a it's a a, a Ronda Quartz Bullhead Chronograph, and I kind of want to check one of it, these things. out. It looks like a stopwatch got mounted to a plate on a strap That's because exactly. the the lugs are yes. not in the center of the case; they're at the bottom. The lugs are yeah, level well, with the case back. They've got bullhead. They've got, oh, yes. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Uh, very cool. Oh, I am very intrigued. Cool. Watches by Nick. I already mentioned this comment. He says, none of them. They disgust me. Pacific North Watch, our homie Xander, says, the Seiko SBBN033 Tuna. And also my new Orient Mako yeah. XL, which is actually pretty thin, but pretty large. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. Xander's not a big guy. No, Xander's Xander's my size. And for for all yeah, I'm I'm five foot nine, about hundred and sixty five ish pounds. And Xander's about my size. Right. <laughs> uh, I keep good time. Says the SLA zero two five. True story. True story. And Gelato Mancer says, does a Seiko Samurai count as a thick watch? Um, I mean, I guess it does, right? You, you know, I, I think the theme we saw here, though, is that kind of it's like, yeah, this is a thickish watch. I, mm-hmm. I think people kind of don't worry too much about this, is, is the way it appeared to me. Yeah. It, it's, it seems like the least important thing. In terms of the things we look at, it seems like the thing that's sort of least likely to get you excited. Although some people, it'll turn people off. Though it doesn't have to excite yeah. you if it turn if it if it's something that's you can be turned off by. Right. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's not a it's it's not an important factor until it it's a turn off. <laughs> yeah. It's like, never mind. I was gonna say it's like that. It's like that mole or whatever, right? Yeah. That you're like you didn't even notice for the first nine months you were dating and then you're like <laughs> or it's it's when three c's turn into a ck <laughs> okay okay we should we should uh we should move on uh, we should wrap this up what do you think uh i mean have we figured out everything there is to figure out about thick watches i think so yeah do we Where ever would have you to like? talk about this topic again probably we'll talk about it every week the thickness okay. <laughs> Because you you suggested this and you said you don't seem real excited and I was like me, yeah. I, I think it was more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, they usually are. Yeah, that's that's always true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Can I talk about my other thing? I'm real excited about it. 
Please do. Other things, Andrew, go. Y'all. Y'all. Half Thor Bjornsson. The I've heard of this guy. More recently known as the Mountain. Yes. From Game of Thrones. AKA AKA slash FKA, the world's strongest band. It, yeah. And just recently broke the world deadlift comp or the world deadlift record at eleven hundred. Oh, he broke Eddie Hall's record. Yeah, he broke Eddie Hall's record at eleven hundred and four pounds. And with breaking Eddie Hall's record, he said, "Now I'm ready to take it into the ring." And you know what? Half Thor Bjornsson and Eddie Hall have entered into a contract to box in Las Vegas in September of 2021. Everett, we're going to this. <laughs> It is. Hey, wait, 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 wait! I've got a question. I've got a question. How much reach does the mountain have on Eddie Hall? You know, because Eddie Hall is not a tall. I dude. haven't seen their. I haven't seen their stats come out. They just signed the contract. They went into contract last week on it, September twenty twenty one. The heaviest, uh, boxing match, ever held. The two biggest, like the 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 combined heaviest weight ever in a boxing ring will occur. Las Vegas 2021. I have watched videos of both of them boxing for one reason or another. Neither of them are recent. Bjornsson has a YouTube video available where he's sparring in 2014. And his sparring partner, <laughs> after just a single round, looked like he has been hit by a car. Not in like the yes, way of injury, I've seen this. I've but seen just this. like... Please God, don't let it happen again. Eddie Hall. How tall? How tall is Thor? Seven two. Oh, he's fucking huge. He's okay. He's he's like seven two. Yeah, right? something like that. Eddie Hall is not. Eddie Hall is probably six four. If? I don't even think he's that tall. I don't think he's that tall. I don't think he's six foot. I think he's my my height. I think he's like five eleven. Regardless. These two dudes. Thor is going to have like a foot and a half of reach on him. So maybe more. Eddie Hall boxed uh, Nick uh, Nick Wiggins in a charity match, and he actually moves pretty good. I think this is going to be a really good fight because there's also bad blood between these guys. This isn't like it's not going to be a good. Fight. It's going to be worth flying to Las Vegas and watching. It's going to be a fun fight. It's going to be fun. So we're going to go to Las Vegas. Tickets are not available yet. September 21, 21, we're going to have the heaviest heavyweight boxing match that has ever been fought between two of, literally, two of the world's strongest men. People who have held hey, that literally, title. Literally. And dudes <laughs> who hate each other. Do they hate each other? The, the, I, I find that hard to believe. It, maybe it's just a media beef that exists to hype up world's strongest men, but they have they have got some bad blood between them because Thor accused Eddie Wigan or Eddie uh, Eddie, Eddie Hall. Hall of cheating. Interesting. And Eddie Hall, what kind of cheating? Doping. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I I can see that. I don't see how you you <laughs> win the world's strongest man and not dope. That's that's a whole other thing. But he accused him of it, and Eddie Hall did not like that. And now there's some beef between them, and they're going to settle it in the ring. Fantastic. I am so excited for this. We're going to go to Las is Vegas. Is this your other thing, or was this the lead-up to your This is my other thing, this okay. fight. We're going to go to Las Vegas, and we're going to watch this. I, I'm into it. And if, if, it's, if the tickets are prohibitively expensive, I will pay for the pay-per-view, and you can, we can fly to Las Vegas and pay-per-view it in my hotel room. 
What what is the price for an eight ball these days? Yes. <laughs> okay, just ask. dude. I don't know. I I ask people all the time, like, how much does this cost? I'm like, I don't know, twenty bucks. I'm like, where'd you get twenty bucks? And I'm like, I don't want to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> it's good shit, man. Yeah, dude. I'm so excited for this fight. That's good. This shit. is no. It's I've not been so the last fight I got excited it's about. It's gonna be super anticlimactic. Oh, it'll be though, terribly. Right? It'll we'll we'll probably see a third round knockout, like a, a straight knockout. I think I think that it's gonna be less than that. I do not think that Eddie Hall has the reach to play to even play in the same range. I think as I think he's got the just watching the move. I think he's got the mobility on Thor. There's we're not going the distance. We're, we're, this isn't going to come to a decision, but I think he has the mobility and the speed that Thor doesn't. Just in watching them spar, Thor is not a particularly mobile man. Maybe he's gotten faster. Maybe they'll cut some weight and speed up. But I, I, I think, I think it'll be a really interesting fight between two totally amateur guys. It'll be like watching Conor McGregor in a boxing ring. Yeah, and you know neither one of these guys is neither one of these guys is uh, unfamiliar with MMA, right? They've both sort of trained yeah. at with with the best. Because Thor's in fought the world. with Con- they've sparred. He sparred with Conor McGregor last year, I think. Yeah. Did you watch that? Did you watch that video? I haven't watched it. <laughs> it's pretty phenomenal. It's got to be so. Can you imagine? Like, and McGregor's a hard ass dude. I yeah. I, I think if you armed McGregor with a knife, he still would have been intimidated in that ring. <laughs> uh, cool. That's exciting. I, I'm down to go with you. Yeah, I'm down to go with you. It's just, I mean, fucking worst case scenario, we drive. It's like a twelve-ish shower I drive. I think it's a little. I I think it's a little bit more than that, but not much. Yeah. 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 Cool, man. I'm into it. Did I ever tell you about the time that I drove to Vegas through the Mojave in a Ford Ranger with? Uh, a bad radiator and the car kept overheating so we couldn't run the air conditioner it was 115 and through the mojave and we had to blast the heat to keep the car from overheating. that sounds like a movie it was the worst i i mean it's it's funny now that i think about it but it, was it wasn't then the worst yeah no <laughs> you're hanging uh, out the window like dogs y- literally yeah yes literally and at 115 uh, degrees I've... it doesn't matter it's not. It's not. It's just air movement. Like the heat probably wasn't even that worse. That much worse than the air outside. Right. It was not. <laughs> um, I've got another thing. Do me. Are you ready for it? Can I talk Please. about it? Um, I I watched. I I've been watching a new series. Uh-oh. I don't know how new it is. It's new-ish, but it's been out for for too long for me not to have heard about it. But we pulled it up on Amazon. It is called The Man in the High Castle. <laughs> It's called Lost. Have you ever heard of it? Uh, no. Interesting. Does it have polar bears and smoke monsters? Because if it does, I'm in. So it's not Lost, but it's actually similar in some ways that I thought were interesting. Uh, it's called Tales from the Loop. Tales from the Loop. Uh, it, it's set in a town in some sort of alternate universe. I would put the approximate setting as the early 1980s there are vehicles are the easiest thing to sort of pin down there's a number of um mercedes diesel um s s sedans and um a lot of volvo 240s so it's sort of like 
ambiguously set in the 80s, but clearly in another universe. There's robots, and there's this facility called the Loop, which is an underground facility, where they do some sort of ambiguous testing. It does not seem that the testing they're doing is particularly secret or nefarious. Everybody sort of accepts it as what it is, but they're doing research and development on things that are perhaps physically impossible. Mm. And so we get into sort of time travel. We get into, you know, maybe some cognitive uh, experimentation, things that are just tough for us to imagine. And so each one of these episodes is a different tale, quote-unquote tale, from this relatively small community. Kind of anthology style? It's episodic for sure. Okay. Um, would I call it anthology? Maybe not. But it's episodic for sure, but involving the same characters. So these the characters that we get to know in each episode are connected. And so you know you know the character that you're learning about from another episode, perhaps. Oh, and you know okay. the family dynamic. So it's very it's, losty. It is very losty. Different than lost in a number of ways, but it has a similar feel. It feels feels similar it's like a serialized Lost. episodic show I, which i love where you must see yes. them all but each one is independent yes indeed it is that is exactly right andrew um and it's it's just been really fun i think that we've watched four episodes um and so certainly not all the way through it but i i was watching this thing and just thinking god dang this is super duper fun um cohesiveness seems to be there uh but it's not something that i worry about right it's fun and interesting it's not particularly deep and i don't think it's supposed to be although there may be some depth there um that i'm not acknowledging uh just fun check it out tales from the loop really really fun i'm enjoying the heck out of it i'm as a sci-fi guy right Right. as as a sci-fi guy i'm enjoying the heck out of it it is good solid film sci-fi. I'm into it. Also, I just re- restarted Zelazny's Chronicles of Amber last night. Literally at midnight, I started The Nine Princes of Amber. What are you doing? And Why are you, what are you doing starting something at midnight? <laughs> it's, it's, I, cannot, I cannot finish a book and go to bed. I can't do it. I have to be engaged in another book. So I finished my book last night at 11.45, and I already had the Great Book of Amber downloaded on my phone, and I was like, oh, I'm starting. So it seems like I'm starting Amber again. Dude, so I couldn't do I that. S- <laughs> I fell asleep. I, I'm prepping for the show, and I put my head on my hand on the arm of the couch, and Sam came in and woke me up. She's like, "What do you, don't you have to record? Like, yeah. What are <coughs> you doing? So uh, what's coming up this week? I think that we are – I do want to make sort of a, a mini announcement. We are going to have a second – audio release this week oh yeah we're gonna have a second audio release so uh not only are you gonna get this on thursday but on the following monday yep we i believe monday please don't hold me to that but be looking at it be looking for it around monday uh we're going to do for the first time ever a mini audio review with our friend will the watch clicker the watch clicker will Will the watch clicker, the watch clicker will. <laughs> uh, we're going to do a mini, uh, I'll, I'll 
refrain from telling you what watch it is. Ooh, yeah, we'll Needless let that be say, a surprise. Just have and just title it Watch Review One. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll probably look at doing this this more often, but um, something we've been chatting with him about. Thought it might be fun, a little bit of change of pace, and a second audio release in a week. So this week, starting today, you only have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. You only have about four days until you get our next audio. That's a first for us. Yeah. That's a first for us and kind of exciting. We, You know what we could do? We could just start cutting our episodes in half and releasing <laughs> twice a week. <laughs> cut them into cut them into one seventh sections just mathematically yeah. and just mid word cut it ooh, ooh. release the next bit the next day uh so yeah we're going to um the monday after you hear this there'll be another update it'll be short it'll be fun hopefully uh or it'll suck short let us know what you think or, or it'll suck and fuck it it'll be fun for at least me yeah and, and and then perhaps sometime in the future you'll do one of these. Perhaps. All right. That's all I've got, man. Do you have anything else, Andrew? Because we're at our normal time. Ish. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> For another hour and fifteen uh, minutes of. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess with that, thank you for joining us for this episode of Forty and Twenty. Uh, check us out on Instagram at Forty and Twenty. Check us out on patreon.com slash 40 and 20. That's the Patreon. We did have a new patron this week, so so thank you guys. You you know, uh, seriously, s- super helpful. That's how we pay for the hosting. That's how we do the things we're doing. That's how we're going to go to uh, Basel next year. Yeah. Is with our patron funds. So, probably uh, probably how we drive to wind up is more accurate. <laughs> but <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. Um, but yeah, so thank you for that. Don't forget to tune back in next thursday for another hour of watches food drinks life and other things we like bye-bye <laughs>